Hello everyone, so I'm taking a permanent hiatus from discussing my constructive criticism of the church world. So, I have been doing deep thinking about the fact that I've noticed that many people, not all people in the church, are too fixated on the world systems. They're overly Americanized, too much like society. They are excessively connected to this world. And a lot of times they try to fit into the world systems instead of them creating godly systems free of bigotry. So when I think about what I've read in the Bible, social justice is big in the Bible. It's not what far right wingers are making it out to be. It's not about communism. It's not about making people lazy. It's not about making the poor people God, That's, those are their erratic talking points. What I'm saying is, is that the courts of this world historically fail people miserably. Um, the education, the system of education in this world has historically failed people misery. Um, the system of electricity historically fails people miserably. The system of emergency services have, fed, have failed people miserably. The systems of environmental protection have failed people miserably. The healthcare system fails people miserably. The mail system fails people miserably. The military system fails people miserably. The public building system fails people miserably. The public library systems fails people miserably. The public park systems fails people miserably. The public policy system fails people miserably. The public utility systems fails people miserably. The public transportation system fails people miserably. The social services system fails people miserably. The state school systems fails people miserably. The telecommunication systems fails people miserably. The transportation infrastructure fails people miserably. The urban planning system fails people miserably. The waste management system fails people miserably. The water supply network fails people miserably. So if we know that the courts of the world, um, the education of the world, electricity of the world, emergency services of the world, environmental protection of the world, health care of the world, mail of the world, military of the world, public buildings of the world, public libraries of the world, public parks of the world, public policy of the world, public utilities of the world, public transportation of the world, social services of the world, state schools of the world, telecommunications of the world, transportation, infrastructure of the world, urban planning of the world, waste management of the world, and water supply network of the world have, his, have historically failed people miserably each and every day. Here is my question to the body of Christ now. Some people go, why are you singling out church people? Because... Christians are in the majority. Churches are more esteemed than any other houses of worship as a result of that. 
So here's my question to the body of Christ. Why haven't you created godly courts systems for, with, with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly education systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created um, godly electricity systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly emergency services systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly environmental protection systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly healthcare systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly mail systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly military systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly public building systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly public library systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly public park systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly public policy systems with no discrimination? How come? Why haven't y'all created godly public utility systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly public transportation services with no? Why haven't y'all created godly public transportation systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly social services systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created? Godly state school systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly telecommunication systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly transportation infrastructure with no discrimination with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly urban planning systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly waste management systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly water supply networks? with no discrimination. <sighs> Why? So my next point is this. The world's foster homes, housing programs, transport services, health services, social welfare, social protection, social assistance, social care, and social work. Historically fails people each and every day so miserably. So my question to body crisis is, why haven't y'all created godly housing systems with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly housing programs with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly transport services with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly health services with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly foster homes with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly social welfare with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly social protection with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly social assistance with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly social care with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly social work with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly police with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly labor laws with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly insurance laws with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly fire services with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly food banks with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly charitable organizations with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly aged care with no discrimination? Why haven't y'all created godly disability services with no discrimination? 
Why have y'all created godly legal aid with no discrimination? Why have y'all, why have y'all created godly youth services with no discrimination? Why have y'all created crisis support services with no discrimination? Why have y'all created godly emergency relief with no discrimination? Why have y'all created godly public transportation with no discrimination? The world's healthcare, education, police, labor laws, fire services, insurance laws, food banks, charitable organizations, aged care, disability services, legal aid, youth services, crisis support services, emergency relief, public transportation, failed people every day, miserably. The public housing system is failing, people's outcome, the church is not created. Environmentally safe housing. That houses people well according to each and every kind of trauma. So those are some of my thoughts. So it also made me think that why hasn't there been godly taxation systems with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly social insurance systems with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly public health systems with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly public school systems with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly public services systems with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly labor law systems with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been why hasn't there been godly regulation of markets with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been why hasn't there been godly ensuring distribution of wealth with no discrimination? And why hasn't there been godly equal opportunity systems with no discrimination? Why has there been godly safety nets with no discrimination? Why has there been godly social mobility and breaking of barriers for it with no discrimination? Why has there been godly environmental justice with no discrimination? Why has there been why has there been godly sexual justice with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly reproductive justice with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly economic justice with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly political justice with no discrimination? Why hasn't there been godly cultural justice with no discrimination? So let's talk about the Pharisees in the church. Not the followers of Jesus in the church because there's a distinction. Pharisees' glory in their connection to godly men Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 3 verse 9 Do not suppose that you can say to yourselves we have Abraham for our father Pharisees glory in external righteousness 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, Jesus said, Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Pharisees do not mingle with sinful people. Matthew chapter 9, verse 11, The Pharisees said to Jesus' disciples, Why is your teacher eating with sinners? Pharisees are ascetics. Matthew chapter 9, verse 14, why do the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Pharisees are very critical of others in small matters. Matthew chapter 12, verse 2, the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, your disciples do what is not lawful to do on a Sabbath. Pharisees live by rules. Matthew chapter 12, verse 10, And a man was there whose hand was withered. And they question Jesus asking, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him? Pharisees are motivated by jealousy and hatred. Matthew chapter 12, verse 14. The Pharisees went out and conspired against Jesus as to how they might destroy him. Pharisees are suspicious and assume the worst about other people. Matthew chapter 12, verse 24. The Pharisees said, This man casts out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Pharisees are very careless in their speech. Matthew chapter 12, verse 24. The Pharisees said, This man casts out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Matthew chapter 12, verse 23, when Jesus cast out a demon, the crowd said, this must be the son of David, the promised Messiah. But the Pharisees were disturbed by the fact that Jesus did something they themselves could not do. And so they assumed the worst. Pharisees neglect their family responsibilities in the name of religion. Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 through 9. Why do you transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, but you say, Whoever says to his father and mother, what, Whatever I have that would help you has been given to God, he is not to honor his father or his mother. Pharisees are easily offended. Matthew chapter 15, verse 12 through 14. The disciples came and said to Jesus, Do you know that the, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this statement? Jesus said, Leave them alone. Pharisees are spiritually blind. Matthew chapter 15, verse 14. Jesus said they are blind guides of the blind, and if a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Pharisees are hypocrites. Luke chapter 12, verse 1. Beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Pharisees seek to catch others in their words. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3. Some Pharisees came to Jesus, testing him and asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all? Pharisees are hard-hearted, Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts is far away from me. Pharisees cannot appreciate loud praise in public, Matthew chapter 21, verse 15. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the children shouting, Hosanna to the son of David, they became indignant. Pharisees have knowledge without obedience. Jesus said, the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses, therefore all that they tell you. Do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do them. Pharisees do not practice what they preach. Pharisees say things and do not do them, according to chapter Matthew, verses 23. Matthew chapter 23, verse 3. Pharisees bind heavy burdens on others, Matthew chapter 23, verse 4. They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. Pharisees seek honor from men. Matthew chapter 23, verse 5. The Pharisees do all their deeds to be noticed by men. Pharisees think that holiness is in the style of one's clothes. 
The Pharisees brought in their phylactery small cases containing scripture texts worn on the forehead and lengthened the tassels of their garments. According to Matthew chapter 20, verse 5. Pharisees loved positions and titles of honor. According to Matthew chapter 23, verse 6 through 8, they loved to sit at the head table at church dinners, basking in the most prominent positions, preening in the radiance of public flattery, receiving honorary degrees, and getting called doctor and reverend. Doctor and reverend. Don't let people do that to you, put you on a pedestal like that. The Message Bible. Pharisees corrupt others. According to Matthew chapter 23, verse 13. Woe to you Pharisees, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people, for you do not enter in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Pharisees take advantage of poor people. Matthew chapter 20, verse 14. Woe to you Pharisees, because you devour widows' houses. Pharisees pray long, impressive prayers in public. Matthew chapter 23, verse 14. Woe to you, Pharisees, because for a pretense you make long prayers, therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Matthew chapter 23, verse 15. Pharisees do missionary work and make people twofold children of hell. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Pharisees interpret scripture without revelation from God. Matthew chapter 23, verse 16 through 22. Woe to blind guides who say, whoever swears by the temple that is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated. Ye fools and blind men, which is more important, the gold or the temple that sanctified the gold? And whoever swears by the altar that is nothing, but whoever swears by the offering on it is obligated. You blind men, which is more important, the offering or the altar that sanctifies the offering? Therefore, whoever swears by the altar swears both by the altar and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears both by the temple and by him who dwells within it. And whoever swears by heaven swears both by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Pharisees are sticklers for the letter of the law. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Ye Pharisees tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weighted provisions of the law. Pharisees have no justice, no mercy, no faithfulness. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Ye Pharisees now have neglected the weighted provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done. Pharisees strain out mosquitoes and swallow camels. Matthew chapter 20, verse 24. Ye Pharisees, hypocrites and blind guides who string out a gnat and swallow a camel. Pharisees concentrate on having a good testimony externally only. Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 through 26. Ye Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they're full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish so that the outside of it may become clean also. Pharisees say they would never have done the evil that others did. Matthew chapter 22, verse 29 through 30. Ye Pharisees built the tombs of the prophets and adorned the monuments of the righteous and say, If we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of, of the prophets. Pharisees persecute God's prophets. Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through and 35. I am sending you prophets. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city so that Upon you, upon you, you may fall. You may fall the guilt of all the righteous bloodshed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Pharisees care much for the opinions of people. Matthew chapter twenty-one, verses twenty-five through twenty-seven. The baptism of John was from what source, from heaven or from men? And the Pharisees began reasoning among themselves, saying, If we say from men, we fear the people, for they all regard John as a prophet. Answering Jesus, they said, We do not know. Um, 
Pharisees love money. Luke chapter 16, verse 14. The Pharisees were lovers of money. Pharisees imagine that they are better than others. Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 11. Jesus spoke this parable to some people who viewed others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee. The other prayed to himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Pharisees trust in their own righteousness. Luke chapter 18, verse 9. He also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Pharisees looked down on others. Jesus spoke this parable to some people who viewed others with contempt. Luke chapter 18, verse 9. Pharisees exalt themselves over others. Luke chapter 18, verse 14. This tax collector went to his house justified rather than the Pharisee, for everyone who exalts himself will be humble. Luke chapter 18, verse 11 and 12. Pharisees boast about their accomplishments. God, I thank you that I am not a swindler or unjust or an adulterer. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. Pharisees accuse others. Luke chapter, John chapter 8, verse 3 and 6. The Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, and having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. What then do you say? They are saying this, testing him, so that they might have grounds for accusing him. Pharisees imagine that God is their father when actually Satan is their father. Luke, John chapter 8, verses 42 and 44. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. You are of your father, the devil. You want to do the desires of your father. Pharisees are liars and murderers. John chapter 8, verse 44. Jesus said, You are, you are of your father, the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Pharisees persecute those who don't listen to them. John chapter 9, verse 34. The Pharisees told him, The blind man who was healed, you were born entirely in sins and are. And are you teaching us? So they put him out of the synagogue. Pharisees are jealous of those who can do miracles that they cannot do. John chapter 11, verse 47 and 43 and 53. Pharisees said, what are we doing for this man has performed many miracles from that day on? They planned together to kill him. Pharisees judge godly people for not doing something that they do. John chapter 9 verse 16. The Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Matthew chapter 12 verse 38. The Pharisees said to Jesus, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Pharisees test God by asking him for signs. Pharisees have no concern for lost sinners, John chapter 7, verse four, verses, verse 49. Pharisees said, this crowd which does not know the law is accursed. Pharisees value their traditions more than God's word. Mark chapter 7, verse 9. Jesus said to the Pharisees who are experts at setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are, you are those who justify yourselves in the sight of men, but God knows your hearts. That which is highly esteemed among men is detestable in the sight of God. Pharisees justify themselves. Luke chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus says to the Pharisees, You are those who justify yourselves in the sight of men, but God knows your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is detestable in the sight of God. Pharisees say one thing but do another. Pharisees treat those in power differently than they act toward underlings. Pharisees give advice but fail to follow their own guidance. Pharisees preach tolerance but judge others who don't conform to their way of thinking. Pharisees volunteer others but rarely raise their own hands. Pharisees live one way in public but another in private. Pharisees pretend to be someone they're not merely to an acceptance. Pharisees make rules but fail to follow the rules themselves. Pharisees preach morality but live a shameful life. 
Pharisees demand things of others that they're unwilling to do themselves. Pharisees say one thing to someone's face, but another thing behind their back. Pharisees pretend to be wealthy even though their bank account is bare. Pharisees alter my opinion and gain acceptance from people with differing viewpoints. I only focus on those that I'm appealing to, and that's all that truly matters. Pharisees condemn the actions of others even though they commit those same acts themselves. Pharisees promote a holier-than-thou image merely to offset reckless behavior. Pharisees help people only when when it's in their personal interest to do so. Pharisees pretend to care when their motive is really self-serving. Pharisees demand austerity for others but handsomely compensate themselves. Pharisees feign outrage even though they have no intention of doing anything about it. Pharisees penalize some folks for wrongdoings but look the other way for others. Pharisees lecture people about morality but cover up for their friends. Pharisees judge others but call people intolerant when they're personally judged. Lastly, Pharisees act one way when folks are looking maybe he the fit the opposite when they're not and that's another problem with Pharisees So according to Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 through 33, Pharisees demand respect as teachers. Pharisees teach but do not practice. Pharisees demand service, not give it. Pharisees seek praise of people. Pharisees pray their religion. Pharisees seek chief banquet places. Pharisees seek chief places in houses of worship. Pharisees glory in personal attention. Pharisees glory in titles. Pharisees rob people of truth and life. Pharisees reject truth and life. Pharisees take advantage of widows. Pharisees exhibit long prayers. You can also say that Pharisees take advantage of widowers too. Pharisees are zealous to win people to their sect, S-E-C-T, but not to God. Pharisees root and ground converts in hypocrisy, not in God. Pharisees profess to be the only guide in religion, but are blind to truth and practical Christ-likeness in it. In this case, it could be practical Christianity that they are blind to as well as being blind to truth. Pharisees propagate those parts of religion from which they receive the most personal gain and honor. Pharisees strain at gnats and swallow camels, stress minor details, and omit the fundamentals of religion. Pharisees glory in bodily cleanliness, but live in moral filth. Pharisees exhibit outward religion and self-righteousness and ignore inward holiness in life and conduct. Pharisees pretend to be more righteous than their foreparents. I love this saying. According to safeguardyoursoul.com, based on Matthew chapter 23, Mark chapter 7, verse 6 through 13, Let's get a gospel clue saying Jesus and the apostles weren't invited to preach at many churches in their day. The establishment church, the brood of vipers of Christ's day, were his greatest enemy. That's why they said the Pharisees seek chief places in church and Pharisees profess to be the only God in religion but blind to truth and practical Christianity. So, the real marks of a Pharisee. Pharisees love to hang out in high places with VIP status. 
Pharisees only accept positive confession and self-praise from people. Pharisees love money, they're covetous, and they are and they are a show-off. Pharisees exploit the simple for their money. They despise the poor, sick, and needy. Pharisees exalt expensive buildings, important people, objects, and lifestyle. Pharisees think of self better than a sinner. Pharisees trust in their own self-righteousness. Pharisees are outwardly holy to get noticed and to get others to follow. Inwardly hypocrites. Pharisees seek after signs and wonders. Pharisees believe in their own deceit. Pharisees twist the scriptures, omits away their doctrinal issues. Pharisees uphold the traditions of people over the word. Pharisees challenge the authority of the word. Pharisees hate to be corrected by the word. Pharisees mislead many into the broad road to destruction. Pharisees suppress those who warn them of their own errors. Pharisees fail to identify the true Christ from the scriptures. Pharisees reject the real Messiah. They expect a false Messiah. Pharisees believe showing up for worship every Sunday and in some cases every Saturday makes them right with God. Pharisees spend more time talking about what they are against, not what they are for. Pharisees believe God actually needs them on God's team. Pharisees believe the houses of worship are codependent on them. Pharisees don't repent of sin because they believe they don't have any serious sins to repent of. Pharisees make each and every issue black and white. Pharisees make each and every subject black and white. Pharisees love to argue. They love to spend time convincing others that they are wrong. The Bible is gray on many issues, but modern day Pharisees don't deal in the world of gray. They must have everything in black and white, in or out, yes or no, up or down. If the issue is grave, modern-day Pharisees have to do some work at the heart level, but Pharisees don't work at the heart level. They don't consider motives. Making a gray issue black and white means modern-day Pharisees don't have to deal with their motives underneath their actions. Here's another thing about gray. It does not allow modern-day Pharisees to keep score. Black and white issues, however, allows them to keep a tally of their righteousness. I have never drank or smoked or gambled or cheated on my spouse, they say. Who cares if my heart is full of lust, anger, and envy? Pharisees condone in secret what they preach against in public. Pharisees' salvation is based on their works not on Jesus modern day Pharisees believe in their works that's why they love James chapter 2 verse 14 to 26 but they skirt around the passages about grace they believe Jesus died on the cross for their sins but they turn around and mock the cross by trying to earn their salvation Pharisees read the Bible to substantiate their convictions not to be shaped into God's image The Bible is their personal weapon. Modern-day Pharisees use it to throw rocks at all the misguided evil sinners in the world.
To modern-day Pharisees, the Bible is not a means to grow into the image of God. It is a means to convince the world of fallacies and misguided theology. That's why they study the scriptures relentlessly. They think no one knows the scriptures more than them, including God. Pharisees believe house of worship outsiders should conform to a certain lifestyle before they are accepted as obedient servant followers of God. Membership in the group is always conditional. You're not allowed to be imperfect. You have to fix your life for them to quote-unquote like you. And force, and they force people to come up to their level. They don't even meet people where they are. And until these people live up to their standards, they'll be on the outside looking in. Pharisees don't know the difference between a convert and a transfer. Modern day Pharisees don't care as long as their house of worship is adding people. They have no real desire for the people they call the lost exist. The house of worship is adding quote-unquote members, but they are being added to the director of the local house of worship, not the director of the kingdom. They celebrate a baptism the same way they celebrate a family moving from the, from the house of worship across the street. They think that joining the house of worship is the same as joining the kingdom of God. When someone tries to rebuke Pharisees, they get angry and offended. They hate that their perfectionism is being attacked. They can, they conflate constructive criticism with persecution. They immediately go on the defensive. Some get angry and storm off. Others proceed to make a list of sins of the person rebuking them. And it undermines the lie that they are perfect. All of their friends and houses of worship looked and act just like the Pharisees do. Pharisees are exclusive. They pick and choose who enters the group. Pharisees think and say things like, if they knew their Bible as I did, things would be better for them. I follow the rules, so I'm in right standing with God. I don't hang around with people like that. I have some issues and problems, but that's between God and me. And at least I am better off than so-and-so. If they to work harder at doing what's right, then they would be better off. The way they're doing church isn't the right way. And those are some of the attitudes of the charlatans. They find it hard to be friends with people who do things 
that no one has helped them to stop doing. In other words, they they find it hard to be friends with people who, if they would have just have empathy shown to them, they'll start doing the right things and not the wrong things. They believe it's not their responsibility to help people who don't know how to help themselves. They're feeling grateful to be a Christian when they see other people's failures and flaws. They believe that people who follow God's rules are better than those who have not been taught what God's rules are centered on. They are they tend to be giving unsolicited and out of the blue advice on matters of belief, theology, and doctrine to others. They feel compelled to let someone know that what they believe is wrong and tell them the right way from a standpoint of ecocentrism. They are judging those harshly who see things differently than they do, even to the point of discarding their humanity. They believe that the right action is more important than the right attitude. In other words, you can't have the right action without the right attitude. They can't accept a rebuke, especially for people they deem to be less spiritual than them. They say, I will only listen to God. Since Holy Spirit frequently speaks through people, this reveals great spiritual pride. They see more about what's wrong with people in churches than what's right. They keep score on their spiritual life compared to others. They feel better about themselves because of all the things they do for the Lord. Therefore, making themselves God. It's self-religion. It's self-idol worship. It's self-idolatry on their parts. They believe they are appointed to fix everyone else. They act as self-appointed watch persons or sheriffs of God's kingdom. They go on a mission to tear down whatever they believe is wrong. Not because of the love of God, but because of legalism. They have a leadership style that's bossy, overbearing, and intolerant of others' weaknesses and failures. They have a sense that they are closer to God and what they do is more pleasing to God than others. They are proud of how spiritually mature they are compared to others. They have a mechanical prayer life. They focus on works and making comparisons rather than their relationship with the Lord. To be honest, they don't have a relationship with the Lord. They're detached from Jesus. They are disconnected from the Holy Spirit. They have no fellowship with the church. They have no discipleship with the Bible. They are suspicious and opposed to new movements, churches, etc. This is an obvious sign of jealousy or pride that God would do anything new without doing it through me or us, meaning denomination and denomination conventions. They are prone to view supernatural manifestations as evidence of God's approval. This behavior is just another form of keeping score and comparison. They are unable to join anything they don't deem perfect nor nearly perfect. They tend to glory in what they are doing, building, etc. They are critical of other people's walk with God. Their identity is rooted in a lifestyle of Christianity instead of Christ. They know more about the truth of Jesus or the law than the way and the will of Jesus. Their closest Christian relationships are based solely on ministry activities. They project righteousness but are inwardly filled with sin. They try to conform to outward holiness without inward transformation. They judge others rudely by their appearance. They are ready to throw stones at others for the same and similar things they sinfully do in secret. And this is what I have learned 
about Pharisees myself that I've read from the NIV Bible. They wash their outsides, but not their insides. They remembered to give a tenth of even their garden herbs, but neglected justice. They loved praise and attention. They loaded people down with burdens and religious demands. They would not accept the truth about Jesus, and they prevented others from believing the truth as well. They went wrong by focusing on outward appearances and ignoring the inner conditions of their hearts. People do the same when their service comes from a desire to be seen rather than from a pure heart out of love for others. People may sometimes be fooled, but God isn't. Don't be a Christian on the outside only. Bring your inner life under God's control. Your outer life will naturally reflect God. The Old Testament law said a person who touched a grave was unclean. Numbers chapter 19, verse 16. Jesus accused the Pharisees of making others unclean by their spiritual rottenness, like unmarked graves hidden in a field. The Pharisees corrupted everyone who came in contact with them. The Pharisees acted piously to get praise from others, but God knew it was in their hearts. They considered their wealth to be a sign of God's approval. God detested their wealth because it caused them to abandon true spirituality. Though prosperity may earn people's praise, it must never substitute for devotion and service to God. The Pharisees considered wealth to be a proof of a person's righteousness. Jesus startled them with this story where a diseased beggar is rewarded and a rich man is punished. The conservative theology of looking at um, the story of the rich man and the beggar, this is what this is what conservative theologians would say. They would say that the rich man did not go to hell because of his wealth, because he was selfish, refusing to feed Lazarus, take him in, or care for him. They would say that the rich man was hard-hearted in spite of his great blessings. The amount of money we have is not as important as the way we use it. What is your attitude towards your money and possessions? Do you hoard them selfishly, or do you use them to help others? set in their ways in either scripture nor God's son himself would shake them loose the Pharisees were interested in protecting Jesus from danger. They're trying to trap him themselves. This is also what I learned about Pharisees. constantly tried to trap Jesus and they thought his association with these quote unquote low lives was the perfect opportunity they were more concerned with their own appearance of holiness than with helping people 
they were more concerned with criticism and encouragement. And they were more concerned with outward respectability than practical help. The people that they call poor, immoral, lonely, and outcast, they won't share the gospel with them because they see the Christian life as a popularity contest. The people they call the sinful and hurting ones, they don't have any concern for them. They feel like the only people they should share the gospel with is the rich, moral, popular, and powerful. And here's the part where I use the dictionary to properly describe Pharisees. Pharisees are actors, players, performers, character actors, character actresses, actresses, stars, comedians, impersonators, leading men, leading women, entertainers, performing artists, television stars, villains, motion picture actors, motion picture actors, Stage players, supporting actors, supporting actors, supporting actresses, mimics, mimes, clowns, ventriloquists, pantomimuses, performance artists, understudies, thespians, protagonists, headliners, bits, players, hams, extras, matinee, idols, cast, comedians, starlets, leading ladies. In other words, they live life as if they're trying out for, trying out Oscar award winning roles all the time. And these are the kind of people that are addicted to entertainment, amusement, pleasure, leisure, relaxation, fun, enjoyment, interest, occupation, refreshment, rest, uh, you know, diversion, distractions, divertisement. They're addicted to shows, performances, presentations, productions, stagings, spectacles, and extravaganzas. And so, in closing, I say that yes, there are Pharisees in all religions and there are Pharisees in all houses of worship. Um, And yes, most people in all houses of worship are, are spiritual milk, not spiritual meat. Milk means spiritual maturity. Meat means spiritually mature. And at the same time, I understand that I'm not addressing everyone in the church when I talk about church. I'm not addressing everyone in the mosque when I talk about mosque. I'm not addressing, I'm not addressing everyone in the temples when I talk about temples. I'm not addressing everyone in the synagogues when I talk about synagogues. I'm not addressing everyone in monasteries when I talk about monasteries. I'm not talking about everyone in in centers when I talk about centers.
so I say that true believers are a form of heaven on earth to hell with the Pharisees. Pharisees cover up sin, iniquity, crimes, trauma, abuse, and victimization. While true followers of God they overcome sin, trauma, abuse, victimization, crimes, and iniquity with the help of trained expertise, with the help of law enforcement, and with the help of mature disciples. <laughs>